The following audio is for Emmanuel Baptist Church. More information about Emmanuel is available at our website, www.myemmanuel.net. Twas the evening of Christmas. Twas the evening of Christmas when all through the town, every inn was so crowded, no room could be found. Tired Mary and Joseph, who went door to door, at last found a place on a small stable floor. Thank goodness, said Mary, who had tiptoed inside. The mice saw the donkey and scurried to hide. The rest of the creatures all cuddled up tight in hopes that they might have a calm, peaceful night. The pigeons were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of breadcrumbs danced round in their heads. The cows closed their eyes, the oxen laid down, the doves cooed so gently, the lambs made no sound. The moon through the trees had just started to glow with a glimmer of light on the stable below. When quite by surprise came a newborn babe's cry that woke all the animals sleeping nearby. Up jumped the cows, the oxen, the sheep. Up popped the pigeons, aroused from their sleep. They all came to gaze at that small baby boy as his mama and papa hugged him with joy. Now the donkeys, now cows, now pigeons and sheep, now oxen and mice in the manger did peep. His eyes, how they twinkled, his dimples so sweet, as they nuzzled his fingers and cute little feet. And out in the fields, taking care of their sheep, some shepherds were just getting ready to sleep, when all of a sudden they saw such a fright. A whole choir of angels lit up the night. But the song of the angels, the words that they said, soon let the men know they had nothing to dread. Dear shepherds, it's wonderful news that we bring. A savior is born, he is Jesus, the king. They ran to the stable and peeked through the door. They saw something they never imagined before. There in a manger, a baby boy lay. No blankets, no pillow, his bed made from hay. The stable was filled with a wonderful light as stars above Bethlehem twinkled so bright. And high in the heavens, God whispered, My son, you'll bring hope to the world and love everyone. Then back to their slumbers, the animals curled, amazed at this babe who had entered their world. As Mary and Joseph got ready for bed, they snuggled their baby and kissed his sweet head. As Mary laid Jesus asleep in the hay, she thought about all that had happened that day. The mice heard her whisper as she tucked him in tight. Merry Christmas, my son, and to all a good night. Mama, was it really a good night? Oh, buddy, the night Jesus came down was the best night. Did he have to come down? Didn't he want to stay in heaven? Hmm. He didn't have to. He chose to. Do you know why? Because he loves us? That's right. Jesus loved us so much. He came down so that one day we could have heaven with him. I can't imagine a better gift, a better night than that. Can you? No, I can't. <laughs> Well, the Christmas story is pretty well known to many of us. We 
we uh, have some Sunday school experience or Christmas services like this or nativity scenes that we've seen or, or Christmas cards that we receive in the mail. And so we, we know about the angels and we know about the shepherds. We know that Jesus was born in a stable in Bethlehem. We, we know about the magi and the gifts that they brought. We know that somehow we think that Mary must have ridden on a donkey. After all, she was great with child, it says in the King James Version. And the Magi always seemed to arrive on camels. We know there was no room in the inn. And so even though he's not mentioned in Scripture, the innkeeper gets to be in a lot of Christmas plays. But there's one guy that appears in Scripture right smack dab in the middle of the Christmas story that not very many people know about. He falls between the shepherds and the magi. And the scripture says that uh, eight days after Jesus was born, in Luke chapter 2, the scripture says, and when the time came for their purification, the, the, there is Mary and and Jesus, when the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it's written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And they came to offer sacrifice according to what was said in the law of the Lord. And and the law of the Old Testament said if a male child is born first, you had to redeem him. He belonged to the Lord, so you redeemed him back, and it would cost you by way of sacrifice, it would cost you two turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And Simeon was a man who was righteous and devout, and he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. Now, that seems like a funny phrase. It means he was waiting for the Messiah. He was waiting for the one that was promised by God. And then it says, and the Holy Spirit was upon him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ, before he would see God's Messiah. So he came in the Holy Spirit into the temple. And when the parents, this is talking about Joseph and Mary, brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of law, Simeon took him up in his arms. Now, I don't, I don't know what this looks like. Uh, uh, mothers, you have an eight-day-old baby and a strange old man comes up and wants to hold your baby. And you're thinking, weirdo, stalker, homeless, what's going on? But they're in the temple. There must have been some sense of the power of the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. And Simeon says five things about Jesus. They're incredible. They're right here in the middle of the Christmas story. He says, first of all, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. 
The first thing that I want you to see that Simeon said is that Jesus came down to earth according to God's word. The, uh, the Christmas story is not a standalone story. We, we treat it that way. When we get to Christmas, we talk about angels and shepherds, magi, stable, and, when it's, and, then, and then we go to a New Year's celebration. And we treat it like it's a standalone, singular, punctiliar event that doesn't have a context. And it has a context. And the context is the prophecies of the Old Testament. And when you read the Old Testament and you begin to look for this, this theme that appears in the, the, the 39 books of the Old Testament, you discover over and over, and over and over, and over again, God says through his word, I'm going to send you a Messiah. In fact, there are 300 prophecies about the first coming of Jesus, all in his word. But Simeon's also talking about the fact that he received a word from the Holy Spirit for himself. God told Simeon, you are not going to die until you see the Messiah. And so the first thing Simeon says is, he said, God, you have fulfilled your word. You did what you said you were going to do. And Christmas reminds us that God always does what he said he's going to do. Every single time. He's never told a lie. He's never failed to fulfill a promise when you read his word, you will discover that his word is true. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God stands forever. He said, you sent your son, you sent Jesus, you sent the Messiah according to your word. The second thing he says is, my eyes have seen your salvation. Simeon is saying, he's holding, he's holding the baby Jesus. He's eight days old. He's looking into the baby's face, and he knows that Jesus came to provide our salvation. It's a really funny thing. Uh, most of the time when I preach or teach God's word, I almost always talk about salvation in terms of our salvation. Simeon does not. Simeon says to God, I have seen your salvation. Well, is, is it God's salvation or is it our salvation? And the answer is yes. God's the one who initiated it. God's the one who planned it. God loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. The plan, the design, the son of God is his. He, he, he's, the, he's the origin of it. It is his salvation that he provides for us. And, and when we give our lives to Christ, when we receive him, when we turn past the manger to the cross and we come to it and ask for the forgiveness of sins and we give him our lives, then it's no longer just God's plan of salvation. It becomes my salvation and it becomes your salvation. And Simeon holding this baby says, I've seen your salvation and then he says a third thing. I've seen your salvation that you prepared in the presence of all the peoples. 
Now, I want to talk about this a little bit because I, I want you to get it. And I know, I know the kids are in here. So kids, I, I want you to listen to this part. Jesus' coming is not a legend and it's not a myth. He came as a public figure. He's recorded and documented in history. He came in the presence of all the peoples and it's, and it's documented for us by hundreds and hundreds of eyewitness accounts. You know, there's all kinds of wonderful, fun things that we talk about with Christmas. We talk about elves in the North Pole and reindeer that fly. And if we don't watch out, we can get Jesus all mixed up with polar bears who drink Coca-Cola. And so, here in Scripture, we are reminded again, Jesus is a real person. There really, there really was labor for Mary in Bethlehem. He, he really was born the way every baby's born. If you scratched him, he bled. If you hit him hard, he bruised. He got hungry. The scripture records he got angry. He got sad. The, the scripture records that he cried, that he was sorrowful. The scripture rec- records he, he got annoyed. And if you've read the stories of the 12 disciples, do you know why? He was a real person. In every way, he was, he was 100% God, but he was completely 100% man. And he's not just an illusion that over the years was developed and evolved until we have a modern Christmas celebration. He's not that at all. He clearly came. And his story can be documented by history itself. And then Simeon says two more things. First, he says that Jesus came as a light unto the Gentiles. And I'm I'm just going to guess that most of us in this room are Gentiles. Do you realize that before the coming of Christ... We, we had to become Jews by way of Judaism in order to find our way to God. There, there, was no, there was no way for the Gentile. God had chosen the Jews and he had, he had brought them out of, out of Egypt and he had brought them to his promised land and, and the prophets were Jewish and the word of God came through the Jews and the Gentiles were outside of that and the Jews were be, to be a light to the nations but they weren't a very good light. And there was no way for the Gentiles. And now Simeon, the Jewish man in Jerusalem, full of the Holy Spirit, holds this baby and he says, he will be a light to the Gentiles. And so, this Christmas Eve is celebrated all over the world by billions of Gentiles who have given their life to Christ and have come to salvation. And we are the fulfillment of the prophecy of a guy named Simeon that you didn't even know was in the Christmas story. And then the last thing that he says is he says that Jesus came as the glory of Israel. Yes, he's a light to the Gentiles, 
But Jesus was the fulfillment of every single promise that he had ever given to Israel. It's the glory of Israel. Israel's glory uh, isn't the Mosaic law. Israel's glory isn't her temple. She, She doesn't even have one in Jerusalem right now. Israel's glory is not surviving the Holocaust. Israel's glory isn't defending itself against all those countries that attack it constantly. Israel's glory is Jesus. He's their Messiah. And Simeon, the Jew, is the first one recorded in the New Testament to say he's the light of the Gentiles and the glory of Israel. It's really, it's really a powerful message. And then, the story doesn't really follow Simeon anymore. It's the only time he's mentioned in Scripture. There's a, there's a little more. Simeon's trying to give Jesus back to Mary, and a woman named Anna interrupts, and she takes the baby, and then she prophesies. And I, I'm sure by the time Joseph and Mary got out of the temple, they were like, phew. We didn't think we'd get that baby back. And the next time they would go to the temple, Jesus would be 12, and they didn't get him back. They lost him. I want you to think just a little bit about the five statements from Simeon. Jesus came down from heaven according to the word of God. He came down to provide your salvation. The scripture says because he loves you. I don't know what your Christmas season's been like. It, it might not be very loving. But there's one that loves you with an eternal love, an everlasting love, an unconditional love, and that's Jesus. He's not a myth. It's not a legend. It's not a figment of imagination. He's a real historical figure who really was born in Bethlehem and really went to the cross in Jerusalem. And he rose again to prove that he had that power to light the life of the Gentiles and to bring glory to Israel. And when we come to the eve of Christmas, it's good that we stop and think about who Jesus is. Don't let him get all mixed up with the rest of Christmas lore. Think to yourself, what really is this season about? Thank you for listening to audio from Emmanuel Baptist Church, located in Billings, Montana. Feel free to make copies of this message to give to others, but please do not charge for those copies or alter the content in any way without permission. For more information about Emmanuel, please visit us online at www.myemmanuel.net.